Right, uh, good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. Uh, and this evening there are just the two of us, I'm afraid. Yeah, what's Adam up to? Adam is moving house. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, that does sound like a I lot of work. I think we can forgive him. Yeah, I think that's fair. I did offer to help him move, but uh, mm. yeah, he, he didn't uh, get back to me, so I assume he's got it all covered. Busy so, weekend. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good luck, Adam. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> um so uh this evening we've decided to do something different from our previously mentioned uh scheduling um on account of the fact as we say that adam isn't here and also our friend daryl wasn't available for this weekend either yeah fair excuse being in new york and all uh, yeah i think that's, that's a good reason could let him off that one as well yeah absolutely uh but we are keen to have him in for that episode as he yeah he showed an interest so um we shall hold off on that so, Chris, you're going to have to do more talk in this episode. I to will, make up. yeah. <laughs> um, so, we decided, following Claire's suggestion previously, uh, to cover a particularly poorly rated film on IMDb. Yeah, thank you, Claire. You like to keep us on our feet. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Yeah, um, no, it was. And as I know we were all very excited by the idea of Ant Farm Dick Hole. Yeah, but yeah, excited is uh, possibly the word. <laughs> um, I did. I, it's available for free on Vimeo. If anyone would like to go and watch it, there's nothing to lose <laughs> except your time. Yeah. Um, but I sort of scan watched the first half an hour or so, uh, and it was a lot of friends of the filmmaker just getting their kit off, really, and then broken up with uh, small special effect shots of people dying horribly killer ants coming out of dicks by all accounts so um lovely yeah i decided it was for three adult men to sit in a room and watch together i thought it was probably a little bit uncomfortable pushing it there a little <laughs> bit um yeah and it isn't as horror as we i say that but sounds like it could be <laughs> so so is that the lowest that, I think rating. that's like a 1.6 or if, something so we do we should check the absolute lowest and do everything we can to watch it. I, I agree. I think we definitely should. So so this is our halfway mark, mm, which is to yeah. ease you into to how bad films can be. Like um, I said, there's a lot of confused people. To give this a two point eight, you you all <laughs> you all seriously need to reconsider. But the funny thing is they've all given it one star and then said how wonderful how great it is. It is. <laughs> um so obviously by now you know we are watching Troll Two. Uh, we decided, as I've not long watched the documentary uh, Best Worst Movie, mm. um, it's given me a bit of insight as Adam isn't here to do the the deep dive research. Yeah. So I thought this would give me just enough insight to cover some of the backstory and how this shit show came about, really. Um, so because you, you, you mentioned it previously, and you mentioned the documentary you'd watched. So how long is that? How long is the documentary? The documentary is about an hour and a half. Mm, okay, so it's um, a fair... And it is made by the young man who is the kid in the movie. Mm. So he has made it, but he has made um, George Hardy, who plays the father, yeah. is the kind of main character whom the documentary centres around. Okay. Um, so we, we'll, but we'll get into that shortly. I hope we do. So uh, in the meantime, since we last met, what have you been watching, Chris? Anything? Well... I started watching What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, excellent. Yes. yes I've also gotten up to date with that. Have you? Yes. I, so I've done, I've finished the first episode. So yeah, it is certainly 
exactly the sort of thing that I like. <laughs> um, I did, it did. I thought it did remind me a bit of The Office. Certainly, some awkward elements. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you know vampires, and, and I thought yeah, what was the funny one? The emotional vampire. Forgotten again. Yes. What's he called? I, I can't remember. But yeah, yes. the only one with the power to to drain the energy of real vampires. <laughs> so, yeah, no, there's some great ideas in it. Um, yeah, I think it's excellent. Um, and what I loved was it just the the show literally goes from strength to f- strength to strength every episode. Mm, okay. So the further into it you get, the better really, it is. Yeah. So I'm six episodes in now. Yeah, and it just keeps getting better every time. Mm. So it's uh, yeah, it is a really great show. So the uh, so Colin Robinson is the name of the uh, the emotional vampire. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. It, it's it's just it's a really great show. It's a really great premise. Uh, they're only short episodes, so they manage yeah. to keep it entertaining and funny. Um, yeah, and if you like this, you definitely need to watch the original film. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, it does sound like it. it, it the, the two of them feels it's not one of those. A lot of the times you get a you know a lot of movie and then they make a TV show out of it. The movie a bigger budget, mm. whereas because it was made on a smaller budget, the TV show feels exactly the same. Like you could just slot that movie in at any point. Okay. And it, yeah, it absolutely flow with it, with the exception of obviously the fact that it's almost the same story to some degree. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's fantastic. So if anyone hasn't started watching what we do in the shadows, it's now available on the BBC. Yeah. yeah. Um, so even listeners in the UK can now easily yeah, find access, it yeah. without any uh, any internet witchery needed. So. Have you watched anything else? No, that's it. Because uh, I've just started the process of moving house, so yeah, yep, that's taken up any extra time I had in the evenings. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to doing the rest of those. Mm. Excellent. I have watched an absolute ton of stuff. Mm. Um, some of which I'm going to save for when Adam is here. Um, so I've finished Hellier. Yeah. Uh, I know Adam has finished it also, so I'd like yeah. to have him here for when I discuss that uh, it's interesting interesting yes it's very interesting I, I think we're going to have different views on it myself and Adam but I, I did watch all six hours of it or whatever it is mm. so um, also I watched the Bross documentary that Claire gave me as homework but yes. again I'll discuss that with Adam when he's here um, so a weird synergy thing I mentioned this to you off mic yeah. uh, when we were talking last week so, uh, last episode, I did the interview with Tony. Yep. Um, which was excellent. I'd like yeah. to thank him again if he's still listening. Um, it was my first interview, and he made it really easy. I, I almost felt like I cheated to some degree, because <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. he he need very, needed very little prompting, so I had a lot of questions yeah. written down, but he managed to hit all of the subjects I had without me needing to ask him, so he just... Yeah. So it was fantastic. He's, made, he's had some experience. Oh uh, yes, I'm guessing he has, um, and quite rightly so. I mean, mm-hmm. I think uh, his career has has definitely gone from strength to strength, and he's finally starting to get the recognition that he deserves, mm, uh, and yeah. getting to work on the projects that he deserves. Yeah, that's um, right. So yeah, it is wonderful to see somebody who has that much love and that much passion for making film manage to yeah, yeah. to to get into the industry and yeah. And finally, get his hands on those bigger budgets and, and yeah, make stuff. So he's definitely one to keep watching. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. 
Um, I've ordered a couple of DVDs following our discussion. Mm, yeah. Um, so he has suggested um, Brooklyn Ewing, and I managed to order both of her films on Blu-ray on a, a double box. Excellent. Um, and the synergy thing was uh, Tony said that one of his favourite movies of last year was, which he saw last year, was a film called Pie Wacket. Yeah. So while what? I was sitting talking, I wrote that down. What is a pie wacket? I don't know. I think, again, not. I, I'm working on assumptions to some degree. I'm assuming it's some kind of a name of a demon. Mm. Um, but I haven't seen the film yet. It's it's only just arrived yesterday in the post. Okay. Um, but the weird thing was, uh, I, so I wrote it down in my book while we were talking, where I wrote, make all my notes while we watch yeah. films. And then last week I was flicking through, I was trying to look up some more witchcraft movies. I really like witchcraft mm. films. Uh, and there aren't that many out there. So I was doing a bit of research and I found a film called Bell, Book and Candle uh, with James Stewart and uh, Jack Lemmon from the 60s. So I managed to get hold of a copy, put it on to watch it, I ran upstairs and got my notebook and came back down and literally as I opened it and the first thing I saw on the page was Pie Wacket in huge letters yeah. just as the character said it <laughs> on the film because it's the name of her cat which mm. is weird because it's a term except for the movie I've never heard Cut it mentioned it anywhere else so it was such a weird coincidence Excellent. Um, but yeah but luckily I'm not one of those people who reads too much into these things and yeah. it's unlike the people who made Hellier but we'll get into that once, mm. once Adam's about <laughs> um, I also watched Iron Sky 2 Iron Sky so that was the base on the, the moon Nazis yeah. on the moon uh, yeah it's it's now a Nazis in Hollow Earth movie. well no it's a Reptilians in Hollow Earth okay movie um which is just as ludicrous an idea. Yeah. Unfet unfortunately, they it didn't, didn't pull it off. land anywhere mm. near as well. It's a shame, um, because it's ludicrous, and obviously they've got a bigger budget now, and yeah. it's not had to be crowdfunded. Uh, but yeah, it just didn't didn't work for me at all. Unfortunately, mm. it's a shame. I mean, I made it all the way through, but just not. Yeah. Nothing was, like the first one. No, I was very disappointed in that. Unfortunately. Um, and in a similar vein, I f finally saw Us, the Jordan Peele yeah. movie. Um, again, I won't go into too much because I know it's still a fairly new film, so we'll give everyone a couple of weeks to watch it mm. because I found it had a lot of shortcomings uh, and all of which hinge on the twist at the end. Mm, okay. So in order for me to discuss why I think it was shit, yeah. people need to have seen it. So I'm going to give people another two weeks to see it. Uh, and Adam has been given his homework to watch it also. So hopefully I'll be able to sit down and, and discuss it with Adam. Yep. I know you're busy and you have trouble uh, finding time to watch films. So if you can, it'd be great. Yeah, but if okay. you can't, then... I'll do my best. Um, but yeah, it was just... Yeah, I just found Didn't it. it. No, so I made it all the way through at least. Yeah. But that was the problem. I well, yeah, if you're waiting for the... Or if the twist is meant to 
you know, uh, complete the film and it fails. And, yeah, and, and it was the twist ruined everything mm. that had happened previously. Unfortunately, yeah, that's funny. Um, so that does that really tempts me to watch it because <laughs> how, how could that happen? See, th- th- I think you should watch it again. It's it's like two hours maybe. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you do watch it, I'd be keen to see if you come away with the same. Well, yeah, because we mistakes. do tend to disagree on some things. And I think the problem with it is it's a lot like, like we say with the Aronofsky stuff, yeah. where it's too much about the underlying socio-political mm, yeah. content, and they spend so much time focusing on that, rather than say an entertaining it, supernatural or. You know, yeah, precisely, yeah. and that—that's where the shortcomings are. Yeah, you should do one or the other rather than trying to do a bit of yeah. both. Mm. And I have no problem with films that have got you know a, a, a political message underneath, mm. or a, you know, like a. But you know, like Black Mirror is a perfect example of how it can be done brilliantly. New do season you, of yeah. Black Mirror. I mean, it's funny because so I like both you know, equally, but for the different reasons. But so, yeah, it's interesting what works for one person and not for another. Um, yeah, because certainly I agree, Black Mirror is fantastic. And yet I also think, so far, all of Darren Aronofsky movies have been fantastic. Um, and I still really, really need to watch The Wrestler. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've not seen that either, but I don't... You're not going to rush I to. don't think I'm going to rush to. What if that's his best one? Well, when when you see it, yeah. and you can tell me, and you can say, look, it's better than pie, then I'll consider it. Mm. But, yeah, I, I can't see me rushing to it any time soon, really. Um, and I think that is it. I think we are now up to date with everything uh, that we can on. talk about. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, let's just dive into the, the main event. So, your first watching of mm. uh, So Bad It's great movie in my opinion um what did you make of troll 2 well i just think it's awesome and <laughs> and uh, if if i'd seen it when i was younger this would have been one of my top films because <laughs> what is not to love i mean there's, there's no trolls in it there are no trolls. there's, there's no single troll there are small possible troll type <laughs> well as they say they are goblins because yeah. it's uh i'm almost goblin backwards nilbog nilbog that's it <laughs> I was wondering when he said Neil Bog, I hadn't realised that because I'm a bit dim. But I like, hadn't. I, I thought. <laughs> I was thinking, is is this a real place? Is there anywhere called that's, Neil that's Bog? It doesn't it... sound quite like a real place, but there could well be. There's a lot of places in America. <laughs> um, it's got yeah, 26 people in it. Yeah, all of whom sort of turn up at random uh, times and places yeah. and somehow look different, which is interesting. Lots of strange men. <laughs> so, so the story behind it was they. It was written and directed by um, uh, by the same guy, mm-hmm. um, who I think must have had his heart broken by a botanist and now hates all <laughs> plant life. <laughs> yeah, he he just because of course he's he's trying to make out that plants are the good thing, but of course we're meant to hate them because that's what the goblins are trying to use to turn us. It's like it's a confusing, you know. Do I like the plants? No, I don't. I'm not meant to, and yet obviously I do because. <laughs> That's the fun thing that's trying to kill people. It's, yeah. So, so I think this was this. Well, this film definitely was made outside of the the studio setting. Mm. Um, and all of the the actors in it are, are not professional actors. Um, it, it's funny because at points I sort of think, yeah, that acting's okay. Like if I so when was it made? 
1990, 1990. which is everything because it feels like I was gonna say a, an 80s, an so early I was gonna 80s. say 70 or 80s, yeah. Like, so if it was, if it came out in one of those decades, I'd have said, yeah, that kind of seems like the acting I'd expect for a lot of those sort of films mm. at that in that era. So it's kind of funny, yeah, that they is that they're not professional actors. So George Hardy, who plays Michael, the father, yeah. He's a dentist mm, in okay. a small town in America where this was shot. Yeah. Um, and they put a thing in the local newspaper basically saying... Who's up for... Who's up for acting. And he's he seems... He's one of those... He's a bachelor... And he, he's one of those people who... Uh, the impression I got from the documentary is he's one of those people who, like, he'll go whitewater rafting one weekend and then he'll go bungee jumping the next... Like, mm. he just does crazy mental stuff so he saw this and was like yep. that's a fun thing I'm not going to be an actor but I'm going to go and do that yeah. and he he got the role and he did it and once he'd done it pretty much just forgot all about it <laughs> um, there's a lot of people who who made the film did because apparently there was no there wasn't a lot of contact after mm. well, so I guess if they all came from not really knowing each other mm. then yeah what, why would you necessarily stay in contact Exactly, especially when the film at the time didn't have a title at which they were making it. Yeah. When they had trouble getting distribution, somebody said, well, it's a bit like Troll. Mm. And Troll did quite well on the VHS okay. uh, circuit. Because in the 80s, we've discussed this before, so anybody who's listening who is a lot younger than us, when VHS first came out, it was such a novelty that basically you'd go into a video shop they'd have four or five copies of the latest few movies out and everything else you'd have one copy of and uh, basically they couldn't make them fast enough mm. so people like my parents would go right Friday night we're going to go and hire a movie We're gonna, and you'd go in and they'd have 50 movies in there and you would just hire out whatever hadn't already gone yeah. basically yeah so you, you didn't necessarily you, you, nobody went out to hire Troll Mm. But it was in there. It had an interesting cover, so you just rent it because it looked interesting. It was, yeah. looked interesting, and it was there. Um, so because Troll did quite well in that market, it meant that they used that title to try and piggyback on to get yeah. this. Much. So when these guys made it, they didn't know it was a sequel to Troll because it wasn't supposed it wasn't to be. Meant to be yeah. So when Troll Two came out they didn't realise they were in that movie mm. until somebody said, I saw you on TV. And they go, what? Yeah. And that's kind of how they picked up on it. They had no idea until either they saw it by accident or somebody told them. Which, which is a, film they were in. Yeah, like, yeah. What an insane idea. Like, yeah. just, you make a mo movie, you get your money, mm. you just forget don't. about it. You don't don't track it down, you don't try and... But yeah, and, and, and that's how this film came out. So, so how long did it take them to film it? Uh, I don't know that, if I'm honest. Because it, it um, did look like you know a fair amount of effort had been done overall. Because um, obviously, like looking at parts of it, I said about the cakes, they didn't exactly <laughs> look like you know <laughs> that much had been put into them. And that's why so, some bits of it, it seemed like look that they are trying to make this a bit of a spoof. Like that's not accidental. That looks kind of deliberate. Um, whereas yeah, I thought some of the costumes actually they'd done quite a good job. So, so again, that's a bit of a bone of contention in mm. the documentary. Go on. So, so once, so basically, once it, the film started picking up um, a lot of steam uh, with with the so bad it's good market. Yeah. And they started doing screenings in small independent cinemas and that type of thing. 
and someone got in contact with George Hardy and got him to go along to one and now pretty much that's what he does so he's a dentist during the week mm. and then at weekends he goes to conventions mm. and screenings and stuff um, yeah and just kind of comes up and talks to the audience and everybody loves him and they do like a Q&A thing and he's a, yeah. he's a fantastic guy he's absolutely brilliant excellent um, but yeah so he was always like oh you know when we were making it we knew it was trash it was a bit of fun like mm. it was fine but yeah the the writer director guy gets really really shitty about it because he's like we made a masterpiece and you're all just laughing and crapping really? all over it yeah like he takes you sure it. he's not playing that well he could be but he definitely seemed like he mm. was really pissed off about the whole thing like like he felt that they'd made this fantastic movie and everybody was just laughing at it and I mean that is funny because I'd have thought he would own the fact that it's you know the best so bad it's good film well, I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Because otherwise you'd go, right, I've made this movie, it's either a turd, yeah. or I accept that loads yeah. of people love it. Not for the reason not I made exactly, it, exactly, yeah. but loads of people love it, and mm. if people are getting enjoyment out of it, why not embrace that? Yeah. But he, he doesn't. Mm. He's, he's in no way happy about it. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those, I saw it, because it was being shown at the Prince Charles in London. Yeah. So I kept seeing it coming up, and I was like, oh, "Do you know what? I, I bought. I, I saw Troll as a kid and loved it. Mm. So I bought it, and the only way to buy it was in a box with them both. Okay. And I had never gotten round to watching it, and then I kept seeing it was shown at the Prince Charles, mm. and I was like, "Do you know what? I'm going to watch it." That was about six years ago. And I think today is probably the seventh or eighth time I've seen it. Yeah. Um, but every time I come away thinking, oh, it's like it's daft and it's ridiculous and I really enjoyed it but I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again and then six it months down the line starts I'm, thinking oh you know I could just I need to, yeah, I've I just need got to, to see some of those scenes again <laughs> got, I've got to see the popcorn scene again <laughs> yeah what is going yeah. on and that actress as well um, so the, the mm. woman who plays Credence, Credence. what's her full name uh, uh, Credence Leonor God knows how you pronounce that Gilgood? Gilgood, yeah. Gilgood. Um, but yeah, it's really strange because in that scene, when she doesn't have all the makeup yeah. on, she acts quite normally. Mm. But then yeah. as soon as they put the makeup yeah. on her, she, she just acts a like a crazy, crazy. person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because she does great facial expressions and they don't exactly match what she's saying <laughs> perfectly as you necessarily might expect but somehow that adds to the crazy like yeah. you know in a very good way yeah I, I say this this is one of those films that I do just watch with a smile on my face yeah. all the way through from beginning to, because it's just and it's just the lines and stuff like the the script writing on it is so bad yeah it's just hilarious <laughs> and I absolutely love it um but it's, as we discussed before I'm not normally as much of a fan of cringe humour but this walks that line it, of... It does seem to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because it is... Like you said, there's some... It is vague in what they're saying. Yet you can almost ignore most of it. And mm. it just seems like it sort of flows. But as soon as you start thinking about what they've just said, you're like, yeah, it doesn't make any yeah. real sense. You say, like, if you think about it in, a, in an 80s... I think... I think screenwriting has come and script writing particularly 
has come a long way. If you do look at some stuff from the eighties, you just go, yeah, you wouldn't write dialogue like yeah. that now. So we have come a long way since then. But this would have felt bad in the eighties, mm. and it was made in the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> it just makes it completely inexcusable. But yeah, mm. just random lines like the, you know, she walks in and he's on the phone. Yeah, so we're going away for a month tomorrow. Don't forget to take care of that business for me. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and the obviously the you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Is a it is a you know there's t-shirts and stuff out there of that. Mm. It's such a completely mental out of nowhere. I just I just. And, yeah. and what did he say to him? He looks like he's going to belt him, but no, he tightens his belt in yeah. order not to feel hunger. Yeah, his hunger pains. Yeah. <laughs> And the daughter as well, talking to the yeah. boyfriend when he comes in. Yeah, if my dad catches you in here, he's going to rip off your little tiny nuts <laughs> and eat them. Like, who, who talks like that? Yeah. Even as a, you know, a girl of, what, 12, maybe? Oh, yeah, it's just mental. But yeah. it just makes me smile so much. My dad will only like you if you come away with us for a month <laughs> to, to this strange holiday that we're all going to love. And I've not checked with him or anything, but yeah. if you get here at 8 o'clock tomorrow, I'm sure he'll be happy for you to spend... Despite the fact he hates you already, yeah. which... And wants to <coughs> eat your nuts. <laughs> um, see, now you made a really good uh, comment at one point. Look, the first time Credence was on screen, mm. and you were like, why have they got a younger actress yeah. and aged her? And they do age her, like retroactively put her back to a real age at the point at which she yeah, turns into yeah. Kate Bush mm, yeah. for the weird sex scene yeah. and then age her back up again mm. but there's no need for that like mm. it doesn't further the story in no. any way so I don't know why they did it it's just absolutely it, ludicrous it adds to the entertainment <laughs> but that's it you just thought like it seems like if they'd deliberately done a lot of the things they did then they did a fantastic job yeah, at the end, like, so these goblins have been here this whole time, mm. and the way to kill them that he somehow miraculously yeah. knows is to eat a bologna sandwich yeah. and get his whole family to, to put their hand on the stone and then really concentrate, and really concentrate, concentrate. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> concentrate more. I just, oh. yeah. it's just such an insane movie. I did feel like, but again, that's where it seems like a spoof because. You know, in most movies and, and um, stories, yeah, you can't unveil everything at the start. Mm. But it was a bit like you probably could have mentioned that eating some meat would have helped us throughout a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's not as if the, the grandfather had to go away and study or anything to work that out. It was just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, look, here's a bag. Open it when the time's right or and not before or whatever he said. Yeah, rather than explain, yeah. you know what? If your family just ate meat, yeah. like if you'd explain that to them on day one mm. and they'd all just but, taken some meat yeah. with them and eaten it, the goblins would have left them alone the entire time. Yeah. Why did he not do that? It's just... And that's it, but that's why that suits a spoof because it's like, well, yeah, of course you'd wait. Right till the end, I'd not explain why <laughs> you had to wait till the end to, to explain that. Like, yeah. And the fact that this obviously happens over the course of a couple of days, you'd imagine. Mm, yeah. So they've not eaten yeah. for several days at this point, and they're still managing to function fairly reasonably, which is. Yeah. But yeah, as I say, it's, it's just one of those films that. If I. 
if I don't know what it's a bit like Big Trouble if I don't mm. know what to watch and I'm just in the mood for something that's just going to put me in a good mood yeah. can't go wrong with this not really um, is this and the other one that fits the so bad it's great um, is Plan 9 from Outer Space which we will have to show you at some point mm. the Ed Wood movie um, so the concept of that is that the aliens have come down and are reviving corpses to take over the world for them. Mm. So it's flying saucers and zombies. Okay. Um, but yeah, on this, this really, really tight budget. Um, one of the famous things is, so they got, Bella Lugosi was going to be in it. They did some screen tests of him, like walking around and sniffing flowers and just... And then he passed away, unfortunately. Mm. But in order to keep his name on the poster, they needed him, quote-unquote, to be in the rest of the film. So what they did was they got a guy who looks nothing like him whatsoever to right. walk around with a cloak over his face okay. like Dracula for the entire rest of the film. <laughs> well, and so they could still use his name and they kept a couple of the scenes Yeah, so they used shot. the test screen, mm. the test shots that they did, which had nothing to do with the story. I see. But he was in it, and then, yeah, just got this other guy and just swept his hair back, <laughs> covered his face with a cloak. Done job. Yeah. It, it's just... It, yeah, again, it's another one of these. It's so stupid. It's brilliant. Mm. Um, yeah, so we need to introduce you to the world of Edward, I think, at some point. Yeah. They did make a film about him with Johnny Depp, um, a sort of biography story of him. Uh, yeah, called Edward, and that is brilliant. That was what first got me into watching the Ed Wood movies oh, yeah. was seeing that so uh, if you mm. get a chance that's definitely worth checking out yeah well so so now we've got yeah Thanks Killing that was another fantastic <laughs> busy because so so we should find out what what is the budget for this one uh, let's see it should be on here there should be an estimated budget Estimated budget is two hundred thousand dollars. See that, that is it sounds like a lot of money. In nineteen ninety, yeah. Yeah. It's worth a bit more back then. But uh yeah, and it, mm. uh, the trolls themselves, like there's no uniformity. They don't look this like they all look, some of them look pretty good. Yeah. And some of them look like terrible well, papier mache yeah. masks that children have made in school. Yeah, like, wasn't there just two of them that had crazy big eyes? Yeah. Is it two of them? Yeah. I was trying to work out if it was two or one and I thought well, they do look a bit different. Yeah, well, there are two of them. I wasn't sure if I ever saw two of those those two together <laughs> at any point. But but yeah but a lot of them were yeah, they had, you know, deep dark sunken eyes and they looked, you know, reasonably horrible. But still it looked like some effort had been put into I thought a lot of the costume stuff mm. but then elements of it was like you look like you just rushed that in about five minutes because you'd forgotten to do it or something <laughs> but but yeah so like 200,000 because that's it, it 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 definitely it looked like a great job <coughs> on, on a tiny budget on a bigger budget like it'd be interesting mm. to know what <coughs> took up yeah where what that cost money the most went. yeah especially if they weren't yeah. professional actors you'd have thought they wouldn't have got paid that much for doing it yeah that is, yeah that is interesting does it does it not mm. mention much of that in the the documentary no no not so much it doesn't mm. really go into uh, where the budget so, but, but that's the thing like the film itself although it's shot terribly and the acting is really bad 
the actual like the sh the um the cameras and stuff yeah. used look yeah. like any it other 80s in, movie yeah definitely <clears throat> so i'm guessing the majority of that money was, yeah exactly possibly people to control the equipment like yeah, yeah precisely mm. yeah <coughs> sorry and then you say the director writer slash director he has he done anything else uh, let's have else? a quick look Uh, yes, so okay. equally incredibly low budget films. He did Zombie 4 After Death, which I have never even heard of. Mm. Uh, and it looks like that's it. So he's he's done four films. Mm. Uh, which is interesting. Oh no, it says here as a writer's credit, he has got 39 oh, okay, movies. Okay, but known for those four. Yeah. But he's got 39 uh, credits. Uh yeah none of these hmm. are films i've ever oh monster dog that may be if let me have a double check if the, it is okay so so he also made this film this uh film with alice cooper as oh, right. the main character and I've, I've got this on the shelf up there and i yeah. haven't gotten around to watching it yet i think maybe that might be my homework for this mm. evening i might have to watch watch that monster dog and give it a go because that's so he started off 1974 as a writer and he's been doing up to 2003 okay but yeah but yeah so he he did all this under an alias oh, right. of Drake yeah. Floyd and didn't do it under his actual name mm. um, which is interesting but yeah I mean who can blame him really I'd I'd <laughs> Well, no, I wouldn't. I love again. I do love this movie. Yeah. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you what it is about it. Something just works. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, and I think that's the thing. I think because it's because it still looks good. It doesn't mm. look like it's been shot on a home movie camera or whatever. Yeah, it does give it that air of authenticity to some degree, which just makes the terrible dialogue and everything just pop yeah uh, even more pronounced yeah, yeah. but uh yeah that it, i've got to go back to that sex scene as you mentioned yeah. just the it does i don't understand why it's in there it doesn't make any sense it doesn't further the story mm. it's just weird it doesn't fit in like so everybody else, they have to make them eat stuff, and yeah. then they turn into trees. Yeah. But she just drowns him to death in popcorn. Yeah. She pulls a corner of the cob out of her pocket, and <laughs> they start eating it together. And and he's not even turned into a into uh, a tree or anything after that. It's just like I just, can't handle more popcorn. She just leaves him there yeah. and wanders off. I just so strange, so strange. There are a few movies around this sort of time period that are that are similar. Popcorn, popcorn is, mm. oddly enough, yeah, is another one like this. Just a completely insane story, and I absolutely love it. And that was one just saw it, loved the cover art. It's in a pound shop, so picked it up. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, and it's just once a year it mm. comes out. I have to watch it. And it's Pop mental. popcorn ritual. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but Troll One is uh, is equally weird, but in a very different way. So, mm. a family move into 
uh, a block of flats and the little girl goes down into the basement where she runs into a troll who kills her and replaces her so it's actually the troll that comes back up mm. um, yeah and then she infects everybody else in a kind of similar way so they have a ring and a needle comes out and if they stab you with it you turn into a great big pickle and then the pickle bursts open and it's plant life and the plant life fills the room okay so there's a plant the there's a plant connection yeah but they don't eat them no so it's not quite and there's an old woman who lives on the top floor who's got a pet mushroom that's alive and sings yeah and she's a kind of good witch who tries to keep all of the trolls under control okay so that's a bit like Credence yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but it's just... Yeah. It's not close enough for it to mm. make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> and the fact that the place is called Nilbog and it's all about goblins. Yeah. And, and the grandfather. Why does the... Like, the grandfather... I, it's funny thing is, when I came back to watch it... So I watched it the first time and I didn't watch it for a couple of years and then I came back and watched it again. Mm. And I'd completely forgotten about the ghost of the grandfather who just guides him all the way through. Yeah. For no reason whatsoever, mm-hmm. he's just—he's just there as a ghost. It's—I I did wonder if they were going to explore the psychological aspect because that you know they mentioned some psychological term. Um, I've forgotten what it was when the mother's talking to the boy in her very nice, caring way. Look, your grandfather's dead, all right? Get over <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. She is very harsh. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I was, at that point, I was thinking that could be the acting is just a little <laughs> less, you know. Uh, yeah. sympathetic than it might have been <laughs> it was her dad as well but you know that's alright yeah and again the way she explained that as well mm. you were at the funeral yeah. your father's struggling your sister's struggling I'm struggling yeah. he was my father yeah. and I was like why would you word it like that why yeah. would you it's, oh it's just such a strange movie mm-hmm. but yeah the, so the so, so basically in the states it's got such a cult following now mm. But yeah, kind of every, not quite every weekend, but there's always screenings of it going on and gr- large groups of people come out and like sell it out around the block to go and see it. As I say, the Prince Charles does it on a regular basis. Mm. Um, yeah, so it really has got a great cult following of people who appreciate it for what it is and, and go to watch it as a, as a comedy. Um, and that's kind of what's revived it. I think the film would have pretty much just fallen into obscurity. yeah. Yeah, I could imagine. Well, well, I guess once it gets a bit of traction, once some people start getting into that and it becomes a thing, you can see how it can take off. Yeah, it's just... And as I say, the, um, so uh, George Hardy, who plays the father... Yeah. He was saying when he went to the first one, he wasn't quite sure how it was going to be um, oh, yeah. kind of received... And he yeah. turned up and he was really nervous. But yeah, once he saw people going mental and cheering mm. him and yeah, like he just totally, totally fell into it. And yeah, and, and as, as you say, has really embraced the fact that people, that is, people love the movie, yeah. not for the reason he thought they would, but they really I love suppose it. that's a lot easier for him if he wasn't a serious actor, yeah. then you might as well, you know, that's enjoyable. Because mm. again, for him, it seems like that's another experience. Yeah, great. Yeah. I'll, go and enjoy that you know whether it's because I was an amazing actor or not it's just fun <laughs> to, to be involved in that 
Um, I did feel sorry for them. There's a point in the documentary where they come over to the UK. Mm. So they used to, so over so they do like Comic Con and stuff, and of yeah. course everybody sees them, and they have massive queues of people waiting yeah. to meet him and get the photograph taken. Him. And they brought him over here for a, one in the UK, and, it was and nobody awful, yeah. knew who he was. Mm. Nobody. But it's funny because it's it is as big now in the UK I'm sure as it is in the States mm. with the kind of cult following well not many things are as big in the UK as they are in the States well no but um, but it's, yeah it's increased yeah and, well and there's just, one more fan here well yeah definitely it's, and that's what I mean like I think now it's picked up I think if they came over here and did mm, it again yeah. it'd be a totally different story but yeah you do really feel for them they sort yeah. of fly over and expect to be greeted so, and yeah. everyone go mad as they do in the States yeah and they just sat at an empty table and mm. nobody wanted to talk to them. They couldn't even get engaged with other people, other vendors and stuff like mm. it was, Yeah, you really do feel for them because they're just, they're just trying to enjoy it and make the most of it. But, um, yeah. but yeah, best worst movie is definitely well worth watching. Yeah. Okay, so some of the other actors, I did notice one was called Mike Hamill, which was, I've, n- I've not seen any other Hamill's um, so I'm assuming he's not actually related to Mark Hamill. I would assume not. Um, but I did notice that he he's climbed Mount Everest seven times. Oh, really? Yeah, which seems quite impressive. It, uh, I, I saw it on uh, Wikipedia. Oh, okay. So it might not be on IMDb, but yeah. Um, yeah, so that's quite an unusual things to be famous for climbing out Everest and being in Troll 2 yeah well like it, it, no, as I say you know it's the same with, with George Hardy it's obviously mm. just you know they're not actors they just say this oh that would be fun I'll yeah. do that because they just do crazy stuff all the time sure. like yeah I'm, I'm more power to them for doing it I think that's I think that's great you know any life experience that you can take on that's kind of totally out of your comfort zone and being mm. happy to do that I think is awesome so but yeah, it's a, and that's why you get the acting in this that you do, because the people who do it aren't actors. But having said that, we were looking earlier. Yeah, so Deborah Reed, who played oh, Credence, yeah. uh, was also in Dumb and Dumber. Uh, As, oh, in the makeup department. I ah, there we go. That's... And she was also in The Stand, which is interesting. Mm. Is that oh, by the she's... author of Pet Cemetery? <laughs> Was it present? What was it? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Um, oh no, I thought no, they the said by the author of it. That's it. Yeah. Terrible. Um, oh yeah, so she's only got a small part in the stand. Uh, she's uncredited, so. Yeah. So I think she could have done. You know, she seemed pretty good. Well. <laughs> I think she'd have done well in some adult-themed films. Yeah, I think she very probably would have done. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny how her how her acting changed so dramatically. So mm. if she acted as she did when she didn't have the makeup yeah. on, yeah, I definitely think she could have had a career yeah. in acting, perhaps. Um, but yeah, it clearly wasn't to be, unfortunately. <laughs> she, she would create zany characters for anyone willing to be a captive audience. Mm. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, that pretty much sums it all up. Um, right, so. I know it's been a shorter episode, but uh, shall we wrap it up? Yeah. Uh, Short but special. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those films... You need to see it, but there isn't as much to talk about or unwrap. It's just a fun film. Yeah. It's, uh, 
it's certainly no big trouble um speaking of which uh, i do also want to put a shout out um so uh anybody who's looking who's a horror fan or sci-fi fan and is looking to get hold of some some artwork like original stuff um adam padilla 13 on instagram is an artist um he sells canvases uh so he does like acrylic on canvas stuff um but the other thing he does which is what i've just purchased from him is he does playboy pages and centerfolds and then draws on them with sharpie um so adam uh, chris sorry if you look just uh, over there yeah so this was what i got uh for my birthday uh which is um it's a three page playboy center vintage three three page playboy centerfold uh, with a picture of David Lopan that is, is light coming out of his eyes and mouth yeah. covering all of the inappropriate areas <laughs> of the lady in question um, and I just think they're so much fun yeah. I just think they're really good um, I won't I won't uh, uh, put out there what the costs are because he doesn't have them on his page you contact him and he'll give you a price for what you want um, but they're really reasonable uh, he shipped out to the UK and I got it within a week um, yeah and he can do whatever you ask so I contacted him and said look this is what I want can you do it and within a week he'd drawn it he'd sent me a photograph of it and he put it in the post so uh, if anyone's looking for some original artwork Adam Padilla 13 on uh, Instagram go and follow him and go and purchase yourself some really reasonably priced artwork well I've got to say when you said Sharpie I wasn't expecting that level of quality no exactly that and that's pretty impressive that's detail it's, yeah it's fantastic it's really really great yeah um and he seems to do so many of them so they look amazing but he seems to draw four or five a day because mm. his, his instagram is constantly yeah. updated with new stuff uh and he puts on uh, like the stories as well so sometimes he videos himself actually doing okay, it and puts them up yeah. so yeah they look incredible but he seems to be able to just plough through them so yeah. if you order one you get it in I say I, I, we ordered that from me initially contacting him to it being on the doorstep was like two weeks mm. excellent um, so yeah, yeah go and check out his stuff and get yourself a bargain um and we will join you again in a fortnight's time for Event Horizon mm, yes. when Adam will be back and we'll yeah. be joined by Daryl uh, yeah. also fingers crossed if all goes well he did say he's out at a gig the night before so so yeah so he might be with us or he might be hung over or yeah or he'll be here but struggling <laughs> <laughs> we shall see how that one comes out excellent thanks very much for listening good night good night <laughs>